Hello, everyone, to another episode of SG Explained with me, Willie, and Robert here. Pom pom pom. Today is going to be a very, very hungry topic, I suppose. Yeah, actually, our food episodes tend to be very well received across the board. Really?、Uh, well, our laksa episode. Oh, a yeah, lot of people、uh, messaged me saying they got they felt very hungry after the episode, <laughs> but it's also the episode in which they got to know. Uh, as G explained through, because you know some of our episodes can be pretty heavy, and those episodes are good episodes. Right. But you can never run away from enjoying an episode like Laksa or hopefully the Chicken Rice episode, which is what today is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I love Chicken Rice. I mean, like this is like a、G、real fun, staple.、Right? <laughs> yeah, of course.、Uh, for those who don't know, right before this uh, this uh, show or podcast, we actually had Chicken Rice. Of course, <laughs> courtesy of my wife. Thank you very much yeah, for thank you, bringing、Lisa. the the chicken rice all the way to our office. It's、yeah. amazing. Yeah, I love chicken rice. I can't get.、Uh, I mean, I can totally eat it every day. What's your What's your favorite chicken rice stall, Willie? Well, my favorite chicken rice stall. I must say, I can't remember the name,、mm-hmm. but I used to live somewhere in. Near between Yochukang and Amukyo, there's this chicken rice place that's in the hawker center. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that was really good. I just can't remember what it is. Is but... it a popular chicken rice stall, or was it just good for you? Like, was it a homely chicken rice place? I I think it's popular among the people in Amukyo. So the Amukyo、uh, people living in、uh, the area of Amukyo are actually know this stall. Right. But、uh, because it's so popular that、um, you know, I think the blog writers don't exactly know about it. Yeah, yeah.、Uh, they didn't write about, it, but the, the people in Amukyo actually know about it. Okay, very、yeah. interesting. Yeah. So、um, I mean, of course,、uh, there are your typical very famous brand names like Buntongki. Yeah, I was gonna say Buntongki is my favorite. Ah, I see.、Uh, it's I mean. A, it's accessible in a lot of places, and B, it's genuinely pretty good. Yeah, there's also one in Loiki as well. Oh, yeah, Loiki chicken rice. You know what's the interesting thing? We we are actually in this place in、uh, the Topayo region, right, right, in Singapore. And actually, just beside the the town of Topayo, there is Balestia, and Balestia already has Buntongki、right. and Loiki chicken rice、right. along its streets. Right, right. Yeah, and in Topayo, we also have uh something that you can access、uh, get access to that's chicken rice balls. Oh yeah, you can get it right in in Topayo. Yeah, yeah. So this is where,、uh, and I guess we'll talk about it later. This is where the chicken rice comes in in balls rather than the regular just plated rice. Yeah, yeah. Just the rice, and then you basically the it comes in balls, and then you eat it along with the chicken. Yeah. Very interesting thing. But I, I don't think chicken rice balls is from Singapore. Right. Yeah. This、right. is something I think it's more of a but but chicken rice yeah is a Singaporean thing I think it is when you think about famous Singaporean food、uh, laksa is one we already did that that、mm-hmm. episode but chicken rice is a very identifiable identifiable one in fact yeah it's one of those dishes where when my friends come to Singapore and you know most people have some kind of dietary restriction chicken rice is the easiest to impress someone it's the most accessible kind、yeah. of food right exactly.、Yeah. In fact,、uh, I mean, Elliot isn't here today with us,、uh, but but he actually、uh, has gone to because because in the the full name of the steamed chicken rice is Hainanese chicken rice. Yes, it is right,、um, which we'll dive into a bit. But Elliot has actually gone to Hainan apparently because that's where his motherland is mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. to have the original Hainanese chicken rice in the land of Hainan.、Uh, The truth is, it's not anywhere near. Yeah,、uh, it's no not. One in Singapore. I have a lot of,、uh, I mean,、um, 
Singaporean friends who have uh, Hainanese, uh, dial- uh, they're from the Hainanese uh, clans or dialects, right. right? And when they go back to Hainan, of course, the first thing they want to find out for themselves for the first time is where is that Hainanese chicken rice originally from? Right. And when they go on and they try, they feel like, wait a second, not the Hainanese chicken rice that I know, right. that I come to love in Singapore. It's totally different. Right. You see, like the taste is totally different as well. Right. The chicken is also totally different. So, okay, maybe it's useful since we're doing an SG Explained episode right. to explain what is uh, chicken rice and, you know, the different kinds of chicken rice as well. Yes. So when it comes to Hainanese chicken rice, uh, it's quite specific. It is a dish that consists of, I'm reading from an online uh, infopedia, right. uh, consists of succulent steamed white chicken yummy, cut into bite-sized pieces and served on fragrant rice with some light soy sauce. Wow. The dish is topped with sprigs of coriander leaf, sesame oil, and is normally accompanied by a garlic chili dip. Right. Now, those of us who are a bit more of a chicken rice aficionado mm. uh, will know that sometimes you have dark soy sauce, mm-hmm. sometimes you have ginger, uh, and all of that stuff uh, mixed into your rice. You know, the chicken just is so soft. And I can so never soft. get used to it. I mean, with the way you say it, <laughs> it's like some like uh, very seductive kind of thing, and and and, and, I, and I can feel my mouth go watering when right. you talk about this. Like. Even though I'm really full now, yeah. but I'm still like, oh, okay, yes, you know, <laughs> fragrant rice, right. steamed chicken. You can just smell it, in fact. I think that's one of the key things about Hainan's chicken rice. It's, mm. The rice is so... Fragrant, right? Yeah, it, the, the smell just overwhelms, not in a bad way. It's just, it's so indulgent. And mm. the chicken, chicken is actually not that uh, fragrant. It has a... It has that smell just because of the sesame oil right. and the light soy sauce. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the chicken is focused more on the texture, right? Mm. Uh, especially if it's Hainanese steamed chicken rice, there is this s- small layer of fat, right? And it, some people don't like to eat the skin with their chicken rice, mm-hmm. which I guess is your choice, but it's honestly quite sad because uh, <laughs> that combination of uh, soft flesh and just like the level of fat, that layer of fat with the skin is just a beautiful combination. It is, it uh, is. On that I will totally eat with the fat. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah, right? a good a small amount of healthy fat. <laughs> I don't know if it's healthy, but I, I'm considering it. So. Do you eat it with uh, chili as well? Or? Yeah, I love my garlic chili. Mm. And so to me, so there are different people who choose which rice, which dish to eat based on, on what they care about the most, right? Some people really, really care about the rice. Some people only care about the chili. Right, like your chicken could be tough and all, but if your chili and uh, your chili is great and goes with the rice, you know you're all for it. Let me do a quick understanding from you, Rovik. Have you ever eaten any chicken rice that is disagreeable with you? Disagreeable uh, with me as a as, as a, in have you had, have you tasted like you know chicken rice that is not really that nice? Yeah, yeah. I mean, a couple of kinds, right? There are those where um, it's basically really tough and you know that it's normally catered, right? So it's normally, you know, you're at an out, outing event where, for example, in the army or, you know, you have to just do something for a shoot uh, and someone just caters a bunch of chicken rice and you know it's it's not good, it's tough, it's, it's small portions and you just finish the meal feeling slightly depressed. Oh, um, yeah. I know that feeling. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, that's the one that I can think of the most. But now most. you talked about it, it's like... Uh, if anybody were to cater food or pack food right. for somebody else in Singapore, 
usually somehow the default usually becomes chicken rice. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's a very, like like you said before, it's a very accessible meal. Um, yeah, my this is a personal preference when it comes to chicken rice. Mm-hmm. I just like my chicken boneless. I don't like like, uh, and and this is not just chicken rice. It's any uh, any hawker dish, I guess, right? Uh, where I don't have the luxury of time where I'm trying to like cut you out. You truly are a Singaporean, right? <laughs> yeah. Efficiency is really key here, yeah. right? Making I, sure they can eat everything without having to like take another time spitting out bones yeah. and trying to debone it's something. It's too much work. <laughs> um, yeah. What, do you have anything that preferences for your chicken rice? Oh, yeah. I mean, there are two kinds of chicken rice now in, available in Singapore. I think usually it's it's the steamed chicken, right? With, right. Comes with white skin. Right. And, and then there's the Hainanese one. There's the Hainanese one. And of course, there's the roasted chicken rice as right. well. Don't know what that comes from. Right. I suppose it's not like, like a variation to the Hainanese chicken rice where right. you roast the chicken and then the other one is you steam the chicken. I am actually for the steamed chicken version. Yeah. I know some people actually prefer the roasted chicken. Right. But I really love the steamed chicken. Right. Yeah. And you know what? Like talking about the fat and everything. Yeah. That's, that's what makes it really nice and tasty right. eating that fat well yeah. so the roasted chicken rice is basically just a variation right yes and it has a browned and crispy skin and normally that chicken is marinated in ginger juice soy sauce honey salt and pepper before being roasted and in fact the chicken rice store that you mentioned loy key is very famous for their roasted chicken yeah. rice, mm. a lot more than their steamed chicken rice mm. um and so you know supposedly it still has high its roots uh, it's just a variation right. that, that, you know, people with different tastes. Mm. But I think a lot of people, the the skin is different, right? So whereas with roast, it's a bit more uh, crispy sometimes. Mm. Um, with steamed, it's normally more silky, mm. right? And, and I guess that's the main difference. You know, all this talk about chicken rice in Singapore, I mean, if, for example, we just talked about the fact that in Hainan, it's totally different. And yep. in Singapore, it's like another kind of, chicken rice altogether from Hainan, even though it's called Hainanese chicken rice. Yep. I mean, what's the history behind it, Rovik? I mean, how... how You're did... asking the Singapore, the, the Indian guy. <laughs> of course, man, definitely. Of... How, how, how did chicken rice exactly come about in Singapore? So, so basically, Hainan is an island off the southern coast of China. Right. Uh, and, you know, based on what people have found, the chicken... So they do have a chicken rice made there. That mm. This chicken rice does exist. Um, it is made with a specific kind of chicken called the Wung Cheng chicken, mm-hmm. uh, but it's vastly different. Wait, we are talking about the Hainan uh, uh, chicken rice in Hainan. Yes. Okay. Uh, and this Wung Cheng chicken is vastly different from the chicken we normally have here. First of all, it's bony, so there's actually not much flesh, uh, and the rice is actually served. Uh, the the rice that is served is actually thick with oil, so it's right. a very oily rice dish. Right. Um, over there, it also comes with three dips, chili sauce, ground ginger, and oyster sauce and garlic mix. Oh, okay. Uh, but the, the way it came, uh, quite, I guess, obviously from, from the way Sounds a lot of Sounds very similar to the Singapore chicken rice already. Yes, but the, the type of chicken is different. The way, the way the rice is prepared is different, right? Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. But the way the dish came to Singapore and I guess Southeast Asia is the way a lot of other dishes came to Singapore and that's through the immigrants. Right? And so the Hainanese immigrants, when they came down, they basically brought this dish, uh, infused it with local influences. So one key difference is that in the Hainanese chicken rice in Hainan, the stalk that makes the, the soup, that 
no, also, oh, we forgot to talk about the soup. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Chicken rice soup. Yeah, it always comes with soup, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that soup in Hainan is made with both pork and chicken bone. Okay. Whereas in Singapore, it's purely chicken bone. Right, right. Uh, and so, you know, I, I'm not sure why. Uh, I, I don't think it's probably because of, of, of our Muslim counterparts because, you know, dishes have always been segregated in mm-hmm, some ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I assume it's just matching the local flavors and local profiles. Speaking um, of that, I mean, there are also like variations of uh, chicken rice in Singapore. For, for example, it's also available to ha- halal audiences as right. well. Yes, yeah, I course. mean, there's just halal chicken rice as well. I mean, it's the, you only need to get, you only need to prepare your chicken in a halal way. Yeah, That's the main exactly. Difference. But, you know, we were talking about that bony chicken in Hainan. Yeah. I guess a lot of people have asked, you know, so what, what made a difference? Why did people start using different chickens? And actually, it's another dialect group uh, that can be attributed for this, and that's the Cantonese. Ah, uh, right, so yes. The Cantonese basically love what is called a pak cham kai chicken, which is a white-cut chicken, mm. right? And that is a young and tender flesh bird. Uh, and, you know, the Cantonese like to eat that actually by itself sometimes. But, you know, because of the, the influence of cultures on each other, this style of chicken influenced the Hainanese chefs in Singapore, and that basically created this unique Singaporean dish, which is your Hainanese chicken rice, but with Cantonese influences. So what we are saying is that Hainanese chicken rice essentially means it's a mixture of Hainanese and Cantonese influences into what we're actually experiencing in Singapore today, right? Yeah, the, the Hainanese chicken rice that we know in Singapore and Malaysia, yeah. Right, right. Um, it's interesting because in Singapore, basically, there are certain areas where you can see the heritage of these chicken rice stalls, right? Okay. So mm-hmm. I work actually right next to Purvis Street. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you walk down the street, there are at least four stalls that serve chicken rice. Okay. And one of the stalls is so old that it is, you know, it's nondescript. It's just a hole in the wall with one or two chickens hanging. And, you know, it's not my favorite chicken rice place, but it's supposed to be the oldest chicken rice place. Right, right. I see. I'm actually not sure if it's still there. I think they may have just moved out. Ah, okay. uh, You know, because of rent and everything. In Purvis Street, I see. There's also Middle Road and Quack Road. And this is all around 60 years ago. So, you know, that's that's the history of chicken rice in Singapore. But like you mentioned, uh, there are also chicken rice balls. Yeah. And that's a variation in Malacca. Right. Right. And, and you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I've always been curious. What was the history of those balls? I, like, do you know? How did those chicken rice balls evolve? Oh, I, I, I'm not too sure. But let me, let me see whether I can pull out some research on how... The original, how uh, uh, chicken rice balls are actually from. I mean, I know that it's from Malacca. Right. And I think uh, how it came to be was on three basic reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, uh, it was created by a wife who sold it to sailors and workers for easy consumption. So that's the first reason why the chicken rice balls are made to balls in the first place, right? Right. They're compacted into ball shapes, which is easy to consume. Right. Right. So that's how. So uh, they said that whole key. It's one of the most popular chicken rice ball shops in Beleka. And according to Eating Asia, a few decades ago, uh, this individual was a fisherman who was ar- arrested when pursuing a catch in the Indonesian water. So, okay. so his wife had no choice but to be the sole breadwinner of the family. And that's how it, they created the chicken rice balls in the first place. Right. Yeah. So that's the, the, that's the first reason. The second reason is actually it was created by chefs uh, back in the day to keep it warm for longer periods. 
I suppose because maybe they were putting out rice out there, you know, they, they may not have very good uh, systems for keeping things warm. Mm-hmm. So they actually compacted rice balls so that I think the core of the rice actually remains warm. That's an interesting technique. Yeah. I would have never imagined that. Yeah, so, uh, and then used to store these rice in within containers. Uh, and then essentially that's how they were able to keep it warm for a long period. So that's one. That's the second reason. And the third one was actually by peddlers for easier transportation. I suppose, I mean, if you have like a lot of rice, you can spill it. But in balls, you know that, you know, you can kind of control it when, you, when you're a peddler. And you can just put it maybe in like uh, some leaves or something and just wrap it around right. and deliver that chicken rice balls quite effectively. So it seems like chicken rice balls were created more so for a functional reason, whether it is for consumption, whether it's for transportation, or whether it's to just really keep the, the, the rice warm. I think that's how um, the chicken rice balls were actually formed. Uh, to be honest, I, I'm not exactly... a big fan of chicken rice balls because I don't like the feeling of compacted mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, rice into like balls. Right. How do you eat it? I guess that's the other question. Is, do you eat the rice separate? Do you put the chicken on the balls and eat the whole thing? Oh yeah. When I was, the last time I was in Malacca when, when I, of course, a must thing you have, you must eat chicken rice balls when you're there. Uh, on I mean, Jonker Street. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then, you know, they put it on your plate and then you, I, I just basically just take my fork, fork and spoon, dig into one of the balls, yeah. cut it, and then put one and then take a piece of chicken and just right. put it in my mouth. So that, that's how I ate the right. chicken rice balls. It's very functional, I feel. Yeah, it's very functional. Yeah. I mean, it, it's so interesting. There are so many, I mean, so we've talked about hiding a steamed chicken rice. Right. We've talked about the same variation, I guess, with chicken rice balls. We've talked about roasted chicken rice. You know, there are some other kinds as well. Uh, we have soya sauce chicken rice, which is actually, you know, some some people say it's mostly from Hong Kong. Right. Uh, some people say it's actually, you know, another variation as well. The most famous uh, soya sauce chicken rice in Singapore is Hawker Chan. Oh, yes, right? that's right. Uh, who won the One Michelin Star a couple of years yes, ago. Yes, that's right. For that chicken rice. You know, it's, that's very different. Of course, it's braised chicken rice with, with soy sauce and a mixture of herbs and spices. Um, and uh, So right now, what, what do you prefer? Do you prefer the soy sauce chicken or rice? Or do you prefer the Hainanese white uh, steamed chicken rice? I still rice? prefer the steamed. Uh, you white. know what? Yeah. Same as me. <laughs> yeah. and, and the last variation, which I found interesting while reading up online, is what is called Maud Sin chicken oh, rice okay. and that's like it's basically an abbreviation it's kind of weird uh, modern singapore chicken rice oh, okay Modern. all oh, right, right? Uh, and you know that's like some people, just trying to make it sound cool right so there's this place called stateland cafe that does like chicken rice risotto Ooh. uh there are some places that do truffle chicken rice wow okay uh and 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 those are are, are a whole i guess fusion food right, right. category of fusion food. right uh, I mean, you also have your, your, and, and we'll go through the list of actually the popular chicken rice places in Singapore, right? Uh, but I think a lot of people like to think of uh, within the chicken rice, the, the more contemporary chicken rice uh, you know categories. What? When I was growing up in school, yeah. uh, there is another variation for the chicken rice, and oh. that's the chicken cutlet rice. Oh. <laughs> Deep fried chicken served with uh, fried rice. Right. Yeah. I, I would con- consider that as under rice dishes with things on it. Uh. <laughs> right. Because you can have chicken cutlet rice, you can have chicken karage rice, you can have 
you know, and it, the the list keeps going on. But but, but what what is very unique is that they always sold it in my school in the chicken rice stall. Right. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, it's for people who want that fried stuff. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Is, it's as good as drugs when you're a primary school kid. <laughs> Just fried stuff. They they have campaigns to ban it. I know. I know. Uh, right. Schools limit the amount of fried food that actually gets served uh, to students. Yeah. I think it's like once a week or something. Right. right? But you, so the thing is, the assumption is that Hainanese chicken rice is healthy uh and that's not necessarily the truth right i mean think of all the ingredients that we just mentioned mm. all the sauce it's a lot of salt in it it's a it lot is, of sodium. It is, right um but i suppose between fried food and salty food it's the healthier choice right compared sure. to <laughs> everything is relative <laughs> yeah. speaking of this i mean what do you like to add on from your chicken rice so yeah you have a couple of options right yeah. you can add egg auntie is it chiatan? Chiatan, that's yeah. right. Yeah, uh, at egg, literally. Right, yeah. and that could be you know sunny side up. It could be uh, a, a boiled egg. Mm. Um, I think usually they served it as a hot boiled egg, right? Right, a braised egg. Braised egg. That's yeah. right. Um, you can add veggie, uh-huh. right? Vegetables. So you have oyster ha- sauce, vegetables. I believe. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's you know normally spinach mm. that is also braised or sometimes just blanched. Poached, sorry, uh, and then drizzle with soy sauce. Uh, mm. Sometimes, um, oh, oyster have, sauce. I think I've seen. I, I, right. I, I, yes, oyster sauce. Mm. Um, you also have sometimes bean sprouts. I've oh seen yeah, bean sprouts. yeah. And um, they always put cucumbers on the sides. Right. I'm actually not a cucumber fan. Me too. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. My, so, I think my lo- my wife and my kids love cucumbers. I assume that's the way to garnish your dish sometimes. Mm. Um, what else is there? What other sides? I think you? sometimes you get like inerts as well. Right. Yeah. Uh, not not. I actually do like some inerts sometimes. Like mm-hmm. you know, when you do hot pot, for example, but not in my chicken rice. No. Uh, um, I see. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good list of things you can add, I guess, to your chicken rice. Right. Never right. knew. Never <laughs> knew. Um, no, and, and I was going to mention, so you have a bit more Heartland style chicken rice. Um, you know, you have the whole list. You know, you have Tian Tian chicken rice, which is supposed to be one of the most famous ones in Singapore. I think Gordon Ramsay went there to do wow, a competition okay. mm-hmm. with them. Uh, and that is all about the white steamed chicken. And they've been voted by many food blogs as the top dog. Mm. Right, and in fact, what's interesting about about Tian Tian chicken rice is that there's a whole saga where there's a stall, you know, two stalls down from them. The reason why it's two stalls down is because Tian Tian takes two stalls, mm. <laughs> and it's two stalls down from them. And it's basically an ex-member of that crew. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a family member or not, but it's an ex-member of that crew decided to go and set up a competing His chicken rice. His own chicken rice. Oh, wow. Right next to it. I see. And they're supposed to be, you know, comparable, in fact, because recipes are the same. I think they use different techniques and they try to have some differentiation. But almost anyone who goes says, you know, it's it's still a bit the same. The thing is, Tian still has the prestige. So they have the lines, mm. right, especially during meal times. The other place, I think if you're sensible, you still go there. And, you know, as a Singaporean, at a certain point, chicken rice is chicken rice. Mm. Uh, between those two stalls. You know, funny thing is that, I mean, um, this almost sounds like real stiff competition between two people. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, speaking of this, I mean, chicken rice has really pervaded our society as a cultural heritage as well. Right. As something that, I mean, by virtue of the name Tian Tian in Chinese actually means everyday chicken rice. Oh, <laughs> wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. And 
I, I think this, this sounds like something of like a chicken rice wars. Yeah. Which actually is a movie. Oh, is it? Yeah. So there's a movie called Chicken Rice Wars a long time ago. I think, mm-hmm. let me pull that out. Chicken Rice Wars. Um, it was a movie made, I, I don't know when, but essentially it's talking about two competing <laughs> stalls. Yeah. And, I think it was made in 2000. Uh, 2000, yeah. yeah. And essentially, I think it was like a, almost like a Romeo and Juliet piece where there were like a love interest between two, uh, <laughs> two, uh, between the two families. But at the same time, uh, they were, uh, these chicken rice uh, stalls were actually competing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, it's such a Singaporean thing. You, it is. And it's not just chicken rice. It's the whole you know, spectrum of dishes that exist. There always is a rivalry. Mm. Right, um, nasi lemak also has rivalries, right. right? But I think chicken rice one is exceptionally uh, famous because, especially with the Tian Tian chicken rice one, where they were right next to each other, mm. right? So you can see the ferociousness of the competition, right? When you know you can see a competition right next to you, right, um, right, right, right. No, but this whole chicken rice was movie that you were talking about. I think it was starting to embody that kind of uh, competition because chicken rice, I think, as you mentioned, has, there's not much to differentiate on. At that mm-hmm. point, it's really a pushing the margins for the difference between great and like, you know, supreme. Right. <laughs> right. Um, other chicken rice stalls, we talked about Buntong Ki. Yeah. Uh, that is one of the more established brands. So that's a pedigree brand. They are known more for their rice uh, and their side dishes. They do a lot of side dishes at their restaurants. And, and, but, you know, in terms of the chicken, I think that's where Tian Tian normally holds the, the Speaking of, the speaking of Tian Tian, I mean, that's just like an, I suppose, the, what's the price point like for a chicken rice in Tian Tian? So you are looking at around $8 for a whole set. And normally this whole set uh, is, sorry, $8 for a large serving. And so... And apparently Tintin doesn't do roasted chicken rice. It's purely focused on steamed chicken rice. Right. And a large serving is basically, you know, just more chicken. I suppose in Singapore for chicken rice, that's pretty much a bit on the high side yeah. for chicken rice, right? Yeah. At $8, you're normally looking at getting a set. And a set right. normally means, you know, some veggie, maybe an egg. Uh, but $8 for just the chicken rice? Yeah, that's a... What's the che- cheapest chicken rice you can get today $3. in 2019? $3. Ah, uh, I see. The cheapest those- one I've ever... Paid for in Singapore in 2019 is $2.50. Wow. <laughs> I think we're talking about a similar place. Uh, these are the kind of places where you're walking out from the MRT station and it's just a stall with like, you know, on-the-go chicken rice. It's not great, but it's, that's the job. <laughs> right. And, and actually, those are the kind of chicken rices that I don't like. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see. Because the, the meat is not The, the ones tough. I'm talking about actually are in industrial areas in Singapore. Oh. Yeah. And I, I think it's also because... Possibly because the rental that rentals that over there is much cheaper, right? So they can afford to actually lower their prices on their chicken rice, right? So that's why it comes up to about two fifty. But I think in Singapore, the the rough gauge about pricing we're going to be experiencing, I think it's about three dollars fifty cents. I would say close to four dollars. I would say four. Yeah, yeah. But industrial uh, park hawker centers mm-hmm. underrated. Right. Super underrated. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah, yeah, they have really good some really good chicken rice over there. I know some people like. Um, you know, I eat, I shoot, I post. Uh-huh. Uh, Leslie Tay. Yeah, he yeah. has done a whole series where he just goes to industrial parks mm. to go and eat their food, and he's found nice. so many gems because a lot of them they want to focus on their craft. Mm-hmm. These these hawkers that are there, they want to focus on their craft, and they don't want to deal with the commercial madness 
of right. you know, the more popular hawker centers. Mm, mm, mm. So it's it's quite interesting. Um, I'm, speaking of hawker center, I mean, yeah. this hawker craft we were talking about, I mean, you know, Singapore is also experiencing, like, uh, we're not really sure whether the next generation of hawkers is going to be filling out the places for chicken rice. Yeah. I'm just not sure whether, you know, we whether we'll be able to see continue to see chicken rice in Singapore in a hawker center. Right. right? Is it going to be like a heritage restaurant? Exactly. <laughs> a uh, heritage restaurant. Yeah. I mean, I think for the next 10 years, we're fine. Mm. Right. I think at least for this generation, or rather the generation ascending into these roles, they, they exist and they'll be there. Um, and they're taking their own spin on it. Right. But the authentic recipes, you know, with the internet these days, I think we still preserved it. So thankfully, mm those are not ever going to be lost. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do think there's some, con- and maybe we should do a whole episode on hawker culture and, mm-hmm. and, and the industry. I, I, I do know that, I mean, um, prepare, I mean, a chicken rice stall, right? Mm-hmm. In order to prepare yourself, for example, uh, you begin selling probably about 11 a.m. Right. Uh, all the way. And then, of course, through the lunch crowd. Right. You, you, uh, what I know from some hawkers is that they have to be at their stall at about maybe four or five in the morning yep. to prepare that those chickens, right? To steam them, to uh, to pr- prepare them so they can begin selling at 11 a.m. So if you think about it, it's almost like six hours of preparation mm-hmm. before they actually uh, get the first customer. That's really quite brutal if you ask me. And some, some stalls actually, they work all the way until the evening you have some stalls that work to 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. and then they hit on and then repeat the process the right next day. I mean, they they, they, they get off, uh, probably they wake up about 3.30 in the morning, get to their stalls at about 5 right. or 4 and then they just repeat the whole process. Yep. And I suppose that kind of culture of, uh, you know, really dedicating yourself to preparing this food can be almost really brutal. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's a craft, right? Yeah. It's chicken rice. Uh, methodologies and and to add on another dynamic, right? Um, it is it's not just the preparation of the chicken as well. It's actually cutting the chicken is another whole oh, skill set well, altogether. Any, any any meat shop, right? Not mm-hmm. just chicken rice. You're talking about roast meats. The person who chops those meats needs to be trained. Exactly. You would think you think that it's simple to just chop, but it's not. A, you need strength, right? Because mm-hmm. you're going to be chopping consistently, ferociously. You know, uh, and the second is you need to be able, as you mentioned, cut the pieces right, make sure that it's well distributed. You don't want to get pieces that have less meat than than others. It's a whole crowd. Yeah. You know what? I, I just want to tell everybody who is like listening in or really watching today's uh, episode, you know, you should really, really go to a stall <laughs> and watch the uncle chop up a piece of a, a really one, uncle, one chicken. Sometimes some aunties, aunties as well, yeah. right? And you know how they actually go from the, 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 the back of the bone, right. they remove the spine, they remove the different legs, and they, they really try to remove all of that bone. I yeah. think that's why you like, right? Boneless yeah. chicken. That and that nice. entire process is really a skill by itself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we'll, we'll quickly talk through actually the recipe for chicken rice in, in a bit, but I think I wanted to talk about what is also known as a premium chicken rice. Ah, yes. That is, you know, so I know two places serve at least two places. I'm sure there are others that do too. Um, this premium chicken rice. And that one of them is basically Chatterbox. Right. Right. So yeah, Chatterbox course, became Chatterbox. very famous because it's a Mandarin Orchard Hotel. Mm-hmm. It became very famous because it was one of the first few restaurants to do 
you know, $27 wow. for a set of chicken rice. Uh, and you don't get any uh, extra rice. You don't get any extra meat. It's just a basic set. But premium chili sauce, premium dark sauce, premium ginger sauce. I would say that the chicken is substantial. It is, it is pretty much filling. But $27. You know what? Chicken rice is so interesting. I mean, it's one of the most accessible. Right. And it's also so many different permutations. You have like, we just talked about the cheapest chicken rice you can get today is like $2.50. Right. All the way to like $27, man. That's like 10 times the price. But the truth is there was probably a lot of process that went into. I'm sure. Yeah. And the chicken is probably very silky. I've never had it. I've had another one which I paid, you know, around $20. 21 22 dollars more and i definitely felt like it was steep for chicken rice but it wasn't steep for that dish that dish was really good right and it was filling like there were many other parts there was like a good amount of soup good amount of vegetables um but still that's and it was a really good meal but at the end of the day chicken rice is chicken rice (laughs) right (laughs) and so and so I, i guess you have the whole spectrum of Right. Yes. That you can get to. Um, so, so let's talk about the recipe. Okay. For chicken rice, what sure. do you what do you think is the first step to making chicken rice? Oh, definitely know this one, right? All right. You, you definitely need chicken fat. Yes. For absolutely, I think it's, it goes into the rice. Yep. Yep. So, so, so you're right. Well, first of all, you need a chicken. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're jumping to chicken fat a bit too soon. Right? Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, you need the chicken. I think that's that's for me. That's like the, <laughs> the, the most important thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you exfoliate the chicken, meaning that oh, you wow. know, it, the skin is on, but you still want to make sure that it's just skin. Exfoliate. I never see it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You season it, right? So this is where you stuff it with ginger, green onions, um, salt. You put it in a big pot and you basically bring it to a boil. So this is where basically allowing the uh, you know the chicken to actually cook a bit, and you're simmering the whole dish on the lowest heat for as much as possible. Right. But after that, what you're gonna do is prepare an ice bath, and then you're gonna put the whole chicken in the ice bath to basically allow those flavors to you know really really shrink in. Right. In, right. To the chicken. Um, for the soup. Basically, you take that broth that you are simmering it in, and that is it. And for the rice, that's what you're right, right? It's basically steaming it, but then you also put in ginger, garlic, uh, and some sometimes, it's not all the time, chicken fat, <laughs> right? Mm. Uh, and that's where you get, and then normally also with the chicken broth itself. Yeah. And that's normally where you get the steamed chicken rice. I mean, I'm sure different restaurants will have their own secret takes on it. Of course, everybody's not going to tell you like, really how their method's going to be like. They're yeah. going to tell you generically this is how it's going to be made, yeah. but nobody's going to tell you like, oh, in what proportions and to what processes mm-hmm. and when what goes in and what comes out first. Yeah, yeah. everybody, every stall is only going to have their own process. That's, that's exciting because that means every chicken rice we taste is going to be different. Yeah, definitely. But you know what? It It's also quite surprising for me that Actually, it's not a lot of ingredients, don't you think so? No, it's not. Yeah, and yet the variations from so many different stalls actually happen as well. And the taste is also quite, sometimes quite different. Yeah, it, it, I guess you can vary the time, mm-hmm. the proportion of ingredients, right. the focus on some ingredients more than others. Um, you know, you think about it, you would think that you'd get bored of chicken rice. Mm. There is one guy I know, 
and he, he has an Instagram account. And this, this got pretty viral a couple of months ago. Okay. But, um, the Instagram handle is Kui Peng, which is K-U-E-Y dot P-N-G. Right. And every day, I kid you not, this guy eats chicken rice, posts a picture of it on Instagram. Mm. And it, he, he is a connoisseur. Every single day, without fail, this person has been photojournaling their chicken rice adventure in Singapore. Wow, okay. Could you do that? Could you eat chicken rice every day for your life? I mean, if I had no choice but to eat one dish every single day... It'd be chicken rice? It would be chicken rice. No. <laughs> well, what would it be for you, Robic? I don't even know. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't do one dish. I mean, if, for example, you had no choice... Absolutely no choice, but you have to eat one dish every single day. Hmm. I would have tacos. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's so interesting. I love Singaporean food. Don't get me wrong. But I love tacos. Tacos every single day? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I would totally eat chicken rice every single day. That's right. totally okay with me. Right. Yeah. I mean, it'd be a I believe it. I believe that you would. <laughs> I, know of, I know of some friends who actually eat chicken rice every single day. Yeah, mm. They actually do that. With the occasional variants from other food, but sure. they really, really eat. They really, really are staunch chicken rice it's, eaters. It is simple. It yeah. is simple. It's delicious. It has history. It is fragrant. You know, I, there has there's a lot going to chicken rice, Hainanese chicken rice, roasted chicken rice, any kind of chicken rice, and I think you know I don't know what about it makes it Singaporean. Like why why are we as a culture so addicted to it? Someone even said it's our national dish. Right, like, what does it say about us, as Singaporeans, that the chicken rice dish? You, is- you know what? I think it's got to do with the fact that um, chicken is something that's quite universal across all demographics in Singapore. Right. Right. I mean, it's not like pork, which means that it's halal. It's not like beef. Someone and- did. Someone, a, a, a tourist, a friend of mine who came to visit, he did say that. He said, "What's so special about chicken on rice? <laughs> right? It's just chicken. Right. Right. <laughs> and it's just rice. Right. But I, I think that." Firstly, because it's so universal and so accessible, mm-hmm. uh, which means that every single demographic in Singapore, every single race or ethnicity is able to access this food yeah. quite easily, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, def- definitely peop- everybody has this uniform experience with chicken rice, right? And it, because of the accessibility. The, the other thing is because, I mean, uh, barring to, for example, some um, allergies you may have, chicken is actually very easy to consume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's something that it's it's easy to go down right. your stomach, and you can probably get digested really easily. And of course, rice is like an Asian staple. Maybe that's it. Maybe as opposed to laksa, which was a very indulgent, complex dish, chicken rice is just a very pragmatic, but you know, sincere and tasty dish. Yeah, exactly. And I guess those probably are ends of a spectrum in some ways right, <laughs> uh, right. Of, of national dishes. And because, and because, I mean, since it's such an accessible food, it's one of the things that actually unifies the country, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it really brings diverse peoples together because you can, everybody has a common experience about You're it. You're right. You know, one of the best things about chicken rice is not when you have an individual plate, but when you share half of Oh, yeah. And that becomes a way for people to come together and share, you know, something common. Right, you're right. I mean, uh, for those who are listening in, I mean, chicken rice can be bought as a singular one plate with rice and chicken. Or you can actually buy like sets where you one whole half a chicken or a whole chicken in which a group of people can actually sit around to eat and devour the whole chicken. Yeah, it's a very communal food, right? Yeah. 
Mm. Wow. Well, on that note, <laughs> I don't think I have any more to talk. I I'm surprised we had this much to talk about <laughs> about chicken rice. We we were we came into this episode thinking it's gonna be you know twenty minutes, <laughs> but we just go through the history, go through fun facts, and then you know we let let our listeners go. But it's just been. It's, it's a fun episode. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I love chicken rice. And you know what? For those who are traveling, ever traveling into Singapore or really want to find, this is exactly the kind of staple you must try. Mm-hmm. You absolutely must eat. If not, uh, you've never been to Singapore. Yeah, check out a location we mentioned. Even try Chatterbox. Mm-hmm. If you're like dropping $27. On, uh, uh, on the chicken rice? Right. Yeah. Uh, it's up to you. We don't judge. Uh, <laughs> but You could go for the $2.50 one. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but on that note, uh, you know, go enjoy your chicken rice. I'm sure some of you are craving right after this episode. Mm-hmm. So go indulge yourself and we will see you in our next episode. Right. So signing off, this is Willie. And this is Rovic. See you in the next episode of As You Explain. Ciao. See you.